Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. While things have been looking bleak as of late and only seem to be getting worse, according to prophecy, Pastor J.D. reminds us today how God can work anything for the good. Even when something is meant for evil, God can use it for His glory. How comforting it is to know we serve a God whom nothing is possible. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 29th, 2023. How is this the spirit of prophecy? I'm so glad you asked. I have no idea, but uh, no, I, I do. I do. Just trying to lighten it up a little bit. The way it all comes together is this. You've got climate change, carbon credit scores. You've got digital currency or vaccination verification systems and digital or technological infrastructures that's now all centralized. And your ability to buy or sell will be predicated upon those scores your carbon footprint, your compliance socially, your social credit score. And everything will come down to, and this is what I mean by the nexus, everything will come down to whether or not, as Tony Blair says, you've been vaccinated or not. And no more, by the way, uh, forging those cards You know who you are. (laughs) That's another reason, by the way, it's all going to be digital using blockchain technology, which is already in place. We've talked about that at length, in depth. So to answer your question of how is this a testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, is because if all of this, by their own admission, is this close, I mean, we're talking 2025. If all of this that they're planning, pre-planned, is that close? How much closer is the rapture? That's a testimony of Jesus. That's the spirit of prophecy. Because this was prophesied. In that spirit of prophecy, a testimony of Jesus. This points me to Jesus, because I'm looking at this thing going, <laughs> just that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, oh. Okay, that's more local. Oh, oh. <laughs> they're telling me that they're really close. They just moved the doomsday clock closer than they have ever moved it to midnight. So we must be close. Well, I'm told that 
Jesus is coming, so that must be closer. And it points me to Jesus. It's a testimony of Jesus. It testifies of Jesus. It's a prophecy of Jesus, because all prophecy is about Jesus. That's the best answer I got, so I hope that is uh, satisfactory. So that's what? But here is how again. By way of a controlled demolition of the existing global infrastructure, forcing everyone into this controlled global infrastructure. And this so-called COVID vaccine in some form or another will be the nexus. It's all going to come down to that. Have you been vaccinated or have you not been vaccinated? If you've not been vaccinated, um, sorry, account suspended. You know that uh, forbidden 404, some of you guys that are internet savvy know when you click on a link that's no longer uh, valid, and you'll get, (laughs) it's really ominous, right? I mean, forbidden, whoa, what did I do? (laughs) Sorry, Lord, forbidden, 404, okay, well, I'm, you click out that tab real fast. Whatever I did was forbidden. Well, that's what you're going to get, not you. (laughs) That's what's going to pop up, forbidden. No access. Suspended. Why? Because you haven't had your 521st booster shot. Again, I'm just trying to bring in some levity to actually a very serious situation, which is actually where I'm headed with all of this. So this is evil, man. And we shouldn't be surprised. But God. But God. As I was preparing for today's update, it it struck me that It's really a but God update of sorts, the whole update. Here I am up here yelling and screaming and spitting on the front row and saying, you know, this is evil, this is an evil plan, an evil conspiracy, an evil plot, satanic, demonic, but God. By the way, we refer to these but God stories because of Genesis 50-20 when Joseph, after their father died, the brothers are thinking, well, now that dad's gone, Joseph is going to mete out his revenge on us for what we did to him, all of the evil against him. So listen to Joseph's response. But as for you, speaking of his brothers, you meant evil against me, but God. Those two words change everything. Yeah, you meant this for evil. This is all meant for evil, for the destruction of mankind, but God is using it for good. Joseph says, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive, as some of your translations render it, for the salvation of many this day. As only God can, He can take that which is meant for evil, and this is evil, and He can, I don't know how He does it, I don't know the way He does it, I just know that He does it. He takes it, and He just makes it good. See, you got to remember now, the devil is God's devil. 
He's a created being. He's not God's opposite. Never imagine, and this is something he's done very successfully, I might add, is he's gotten Christians to naively believe and be deceived that he's opposite God. He's not. He can't do a thing unless God gives him permission to. He cannot touch you or anything in your life unless God allows him to. And some of you are freaking out right now. Uh, And God will never allow him to do anything unless it ultimately is for his glory and our good. Ask Job. Ask Job. Ask Peter, by the way. And the many like them and with them. The devil, interesting Job, let's just real quick use Job as an, as an example. Here's a guy, right? Righteous and Satan who still has access to heaven, apparently, which is why we're going to get new heavens, um, is, you know, kind of hanging out and walking by. And, and of course, God notices, and he knows why he's there. See, Satan's not all knowing either. Only God is all knowing. Only God is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. He's all-knowing. Satan is not all-knowing. He doesn't know. So God knows what Satan's been up to. and So he, he brings it up. He says, I, I, have you noticed my, my servant Job? Oh yes, matter of fact, God, that's what I was kind of in the neighborhood wanting to talk to you about. And so here, here it comes. Uh, yeah, no wonder he's so righteous and upright. You let me have my way with him, and he'll curse you to your face. And God, who knows the end from the beginning, because he would have never allowed Satan to do that had he not known that Job would not curse him. So he said, okay, you can do this, but that's it. And he does it. And ultimately it served for God's glory in the end and Job's good in the end. And please understand that all this evil, God is able He takes the bad and He makes it good. No matter how bad or evil it is, it cannot change how good God always is. God is good. Yeah, but this is really bad. But God is good. Are you telling me that the evil and the bad is going to determine the goodness of God? No, it cannot. Yeah, but it's almost like they're getting away with it. They won't. Thursday night, we were uh, Jeremiah chapter 50, and then this Thursday, Lord willing, is chapter 51. Gnarly chapters about the prophecies concerning the destruction of Babylon. I mean, wow. <laughs> they're they're going to get it. God's going to have the final word in the end, because He's a just God. All that is happening in the world today is meant for evil, but God means it for good, for the salvation of many. How many do you and I know that have come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because of this, that would not have otherwise come to Jesus Christ or recommitted their lives to Jesus Christ had it not been for this evil? That's why God allows it. And This is both how and why the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus tells us what's going to happen before it happens, so when it happens, we will believe that He is the I Am. 
one more thing on this, and it's kind of a big issue as it relates to the many born-again Christians that for one reason or another were injected with this poisonous death shot, and that's what this is, a poisonous death shot. And again, let me say that if you're born again and you had this injection again for whatever reason, you cannot be unborn again. You're still saved. You're still saved. But this is a big issue because doubtless you're hearing of the numerous and voluminous reports of sudden deaths as a direct result of this demonic injection. I want to encourage you with something that a dear sister in Christ who has been injected shared with me in this regard, and it's in 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning in verse 38. And Elisha returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. Now the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, and he said to his servant, Put on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. So one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine, poisonous vine, and gathered it from it a lapful of wild gourds, poisonous gourds, and came and sliced them into the pot of stew, though they did not know what was in the vaccine. Ah, oh, it doesn't say that, I'm sorry. Though they did not know what they were. Hmm, sound familiar? Then they served it to the men to eat. Now it happened as they were eating the stew that they cried out and said, Man of God, there is death in the shot. I mean pot. No, it says pot. There's death in the pot. And they could not eat it. So he said, this is Elisha, then bring some flour And he put it into the pot and said, serve it to the people that they may eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. Wow, that's some kind of flour. No, it's not the flour. It's a miracle. Now here's why I wanted to share this with you. God can miraculously, mercifully, restrain the poison from harming you as he even now is. How so? By partaking of the flower or bread of life, which is the person of Jesus Christ and the testimony of Jesus Christ, who is the spirit of prophecy. One more very fascinating account, rich in its typology. Remember when the Israelites were in the Exodus wanderings in the wilderness, and once again they're starting to complain again. And don't be too hard on them, because you would have been right there with them complaining. In fact, I'll confess, I'd probably be right at the front of the line. What's going on here? Where's the water? I'm very thirsty. And then they come upon these waters called Mara, which means bitter. And they're so thirsty, and they're, they're trying to drink this water, and it's, it's so bitter. There's death in the water. <laughs> There's poison in the water. So God has Moses take wood, a type of the cross, and put it into that bitter water, and it turns sweet. You see the typology? You bring Jesus into that situation, 
You bring the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross into that situation, and it turns bitter to sweet, poisonous and harmful to harmless. It's a testimony of Jesus. It's the spirit of prophecy. I suppose you could say that it all comes down to Jesus. It all comes back to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. So get to Jesus (laughs) as quick as you can. Jesus is the spirit of the purpose of prophecy. All prophecy is fulfilled by Jesus, and in so doing, it causes us to look up, as Jesus said, and lift up your your heads, knowing that the rapture is drawing nearer, I believe, than 90 seconds to midnight. I think we're a second to midnight. I mean, I think we're even closer than that. That's how close we are. And this is why we do these updates. This is why we end with the gospel, the good news of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. And by the way, the gospel includes the rapture. The gospel, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first four verses is, Jesus was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. Writing to the Thessalonians, the first time the Apostle Paul explains the gospel, he says it's the death, burial, and resurrection, and rapture. That's the good news. And think about it. (laughs) Good news. Jesus died for you, He was buried for you, and He rose again for you. Have a nice day. And He's coming back for you. Oh, that's way more better. It's the more better news. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to leave that one there. Quit while I'm ahead. So what are the ABCs of salvation? Again, it's just a, a simple childlike explanation of salvation. Should God ever present the profound privilege and opportunity for you to share Jesus with somebody? You've got a very simple way to do it. It's in equipping you equipping the church, the Christian, so that you're always prepared with an answer of that hope that lies within you, the blessed hope. So the A is just simply for acknowledge or admit that you're a sinner. And sometimes there is merit to this. You do have to start there, because if you don't start there and take them to the reality that they've broken God's law. Well, but I haven't murdered anybody. doesn't matter. If you hated anybody in your heart, Jesus said, you've murdered, you've broken the law. And if you've broken one of the commandments, you've broken all ten of them. So you're a lawbreaker and you've transgressed. And this is why Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. No one is good. You might think you're good, but you'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned, and fall short of the glory of God. Miss the mark of God's perfect standard of righteousness. It's an archery term. Miss the bullseye of God's perfect standard of righteousness. Only one was able to satisfy that perfect standard of righteousness, and his name is Jesus. He was the only one that qualified and fulfilled the law in our stead with his blood shed. And that's Romans 6.23. This is the death penalty that's now pronounced on all who have sinned. We're all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. The wages of sin is death. But 
Here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A, here's the B. It's simply and centrally, by the way, for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, simply, and I emphasize simply, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's that simple. It's that simple. Well, I chose today's but God testimony for a reason. I think you'll see why. I hope you'll see why here in a moment. It's really a a testimony of Jesus as a spirit of prophecy. I was thrilled to hear that you are speaking with Dane Wigington, who I referenced last week. Get this. She writes, I had prayed long ago, 2016, seven years ago, that Dane would team up with a prominent pastor. That's like a prophetic prayer. One, to get the word out about geoengineering to Christians, and two, that the pastor would be influential in Dane's life. I'm so thrilled that pastor is you, J.D. Thank you for your prophecy updates, pastor. That's the spirit of prophecy. That's the testimony of Jesus. It testifies of Jesus. It points people to Jesus. Seven years ago, who knew? Well, God knew. She's praying. Oh, obviously she has a heart for the lost. And in particular, Dane Wigington. And she's praying for his salvation even before I was, or any of you were. And 2016, she gets more specific. And by the way, that's a lesson unto itself. Pray specifically, fervently, effectually, very specifically. So she started praying very specifically. God, bring a pastor, not just any pastor. I hate this part. I hope this doesn't come off wrong. You guys know my heart. I'm so self-deprecating. One who's influential uh, into Dane's life. And not just to get the word out about the evil of geoengineering, but to also have an impact on Dane's life, to bring him to Jesus. So I get, okay, well, if God can use a donkey in Numbers 22... Well, if he can speak through a donkey, he can speak through me. God chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, right? You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, 
but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.